if you've downloaded us through Napster, kudos for you to stick for sticking <laughs> with that. Wow, you're good. Yeah, you're good. I have a good feeling. You have a good feeling. Yeah, because I I don't look. I don't doubt that we're the best show ever. Yeah, for like, sure. This is a fucking great show. It is. It's just it blows my mind how great this show is. But I have a good feeling about tonight. Tonight is going to be the show that will define the very meaning <laughs> of our lives. Well, <laughs> this is the 60th episode. Yes, so, it yeah, is. Yeah, the big six zero. Ooh. This show is almost ready to collect retirement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only two days away. <laughs> We're investigating that Putin case. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong. No, nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> nothing, nothing at, at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you didn't know, uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're goddamn right. That's right. And if you're tuning in, you're tuning in to the best show on radio, not just on Radio Free Brooklyn, although it is a great network. It is a great network. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the best show in the history of shows. And I'm talking about, you know. Um, like you thought you thought that uh, Johnny Carson mm. was was putting the shit down. Well, you know, Johnny Carson is nothing but doo-doo water <laughs> compared to robots versus taxes. Right. Carol Burnett predicted us she was like i sense something in the tides there are caricatures of us in the dead sea scrolls yes in case you didn't know it's just, <laughs> it's just... along the pyramids <laughs> right next to r2d2 and c3po that's right that's right <laughs> there's we the rvt logo we have burst forth from mythology <laughs> to bring you the funny Yes. Every week. Except for last week. Um, I think I should explain <laughs> myself. Uh, so about two weeks ago, we had a, uh, a special guest. Uh, Frank the Sock was his name. Yeah, Frankie the Sock. Frankie the Sock. And uh, it was, you know, it was an interesting show. And uh, dear listeners, I edited the show that week and I thought I uploaded it to the, the proper placement on the interwebs. I apologize. Please forgive me. Look, I'm just a man, okay? I know, I know. It's surprising, but I'm just a man. This is exactly how we should kick off this monster of our show with an apology. <laughs> um, 60 shows in and we're still working it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you would put the, the, the show in the correct folder and then... Then you said you shouldn't, and then you went back to saying you should. What do you are? Current president? Oh, man. Uh, yes, well. Hmm. I, like, I was thinking, like, this show is going to be, like, it's let's just avoid the politics. But we have to, like, we have to talk about it, right? It's this the world is, we uh, live in. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. We got to let people know, like what the deal is you know i mean if we, if yeah we, how else are they gonna know it's not like you know we're followed by democracy now or anything like that 
please listen to Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman following our show. We love you, Amy. Yeah. Amy will never listen to our show. No. But, um... <laughs> please listen to us, Amy Goodman. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, uh, let's talk about um, the whole fiasco of the Trump-Putin summit before oh. we start delving into... You, Other environs. You mean the uh, the treasoner in chief? Yeah, the duh heard around the world. Oh my god, folks! Everyone's I'm, turning on him. Everyone is fucking turning. Well, they were the Republicans were for about five seconds mm-hmm. before they were just like, "Oh wait, he's our guy." Yeah. So yeah. then they were just like, "Uh, he meant to do that," mm. and now they're like all trying to defend him again. Oh, he misspoke. Yeah. That's like that's like somebody saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you in the eye. It's like, what did you say? I meant, uh, can I have fries with that? Like, <laughs> that's that's more than just misspeaking. I only watch the highlights, but I watch all of the uh, interview with uh, Chris Wallace and uh, Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? Bad. <laughs> it's bad when... Fox News turns on like it, that's a bad sign. It's bad when like um fucking what's it called the New York Post, you know fucking local New York ten cent rag. Yeah, not worth the paper it's printed on. Mm-hmm. Legendarily conservative, borderline racist at times. Yep. Um, sometimes flat out racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it also turned on him. Well, what um, what the hell did they say? I, I forget what the headline was. It was something like, would you like some treason with that or something? <laughs> something r- ridiculous. It's a New York Post. Like a dad joke or something. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's, that's a bad sign. It's a, it's, it's a bad sign for somebody like Trump. But in terms of like the overall environment, it might be like, oh, okay, there is a line somewhere, you know. Yeah. And turning against the country. <laughs> yeah. Paul, you know? Paul Ryan, um, John McCain, um, all the Republican douchebags came out of the woodwork and were just like, holy shit, this is a debacle. And like Neil Cavuto on fucking Fox News hmm. was just like, heard about that. He was yeah. like, this is just disgusting. And I, that when guy, I, saw I, can't, when, I couldn't believe when I heard that because that guy is just. He's essentially just kidney stones in a sock. Yeah. <laughs> guy has no compunction whatsoever. No. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it, t- to me, when I, I when I saw the highlights of, like, the questions that they were asking, because at one point, one, one reporter asked both Trump and Putin, like, uh, can you flat out say that, uh, the Russian government doesn't have something on our president, and Putin just turn, gives Trump a look, then just starts going yeah 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 yeah. So basically, what Trump did was he took Trump's word over the entire intelligence community of the United States. He took Putin's word, yeah, yeah Putin's word. Um, so, uh, but they're essentially the same thing at this point. So, yeah, yeah. practically. So, um. So for me, it was 
you know, uh, when I when I was listening to Trump answer questions about like you know him taking sides uh, with Putin and just basically kissing Putin's ass the whole time, mm-hmm. um, it it was one of like I've been ashamed of Trump. Like it's no secret I fucking hate his guts, right? What? Yeah. So in other news, water <laughs> wet. Uh, so you know I. Uh, I like I'm still dumbfounded by it. Like it's one of those moments where it's so his like hysterically like terrifically awful mm-hmm. that it should be funny, but it just ended up making me feel perplexed and ashamed to be an American. Mm. Because on the world stage, Trump has shown that he is more than willing to turn to Putin and be like, yeah, no, I believe you. My, you know, I believe you more so than I believe my own country because, you know, I have a stake in whatever it is that you're selling, you know. Uh, you know, it's no surprise that he wants to build like a fucking Trump Tower in Moscow and now he's just like rolling out the red carpet you know, metaphorically speaking, hmm. <laughs> and in some cases not metaphorically speaking, for Vladimir Putin, an enemy of the United States. You know, for I've been thinking like if Trump, the the whole theory that Russia has something on Trump. At this point, I have to believe it has to be way more than something like a a P mixtape or something like that. It has to be something far more damaging like what if and i'm and this is complete conjecture here a, a mixtape by the way a p mixtape <laughs> mix like tape. him like rapping like trump rapping over the sounds of different p's yeah pretty um, much you know, yeah. like yo yo <laughs> i'm gonna build a tower uh, anyway uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need more p in my headphones all right anyway um, <laughs> What but, were you going to say? But I was going to say, like, it ha- it would have to be something bigger than that. Like, th- they'd have to uncover some evidence, like, Trump had some sort of hand in 9-11 or some shit. I don't think so. I honestly think that he is that, um, like, he's that petty. I think he's very petty as well. But, like, treason against the United States can be... No matter who you are, it, it can carry severe penalties. Like, if this actually pans out, like that he's he kind of betrayed the United States with what he said, or at least at the at the very least, as it should have been a long time ago, brings his character in question. Because the president, it's part of the whole like presidential vow. You know, it's like defending the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, and it's like. For him to say something like that, it's like, I don't think you really, I don't think you really meant that, you know? And I could have been fucking up just then. I don't know if that's actually in the whole presidential, like, oath. Is it? What? uh, Defending the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic? I think, I think so. Yeah? Okay. Um, And if not, I mean, it it should be plain as day. It's implied. Yeah. (laughs) You would think, you know? You're at the highest position of power for the United fucking States. (laughs) 
you'd think it'd be like a thing. You know, it's like but, you actually like the U.S., right? Before we go through with this, <laughs> uh, sure. But I like a lot of places. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up, I wanted to bring up your thoughts about the secret meeting that took place without any reporters and without any other politicians present with only translators. That's the part that really grosses me out. I, I the president, uh, one of the most public figures in the world should not be doing secret meetings. It's it's just it's wrong, especially especially I, I'm not a fan of secret meetings um, to begin with, especially when it comes down to our politicians. It's something that uh, JFK spoke to quite eloquently back in his day um, about uh, secrecy, it, more specifically about um, stifling the press. It's just like in order to have a real uh, free and open society, you cannot stifle the press. We all need to be accountable for what's going on. And so to have our quote unquote president meeting with Vladimir Putin, who has made it very well known over the years that he is no fan of the United States, and to have a secret meeting behind closed doors, especially with the um, with the cloud that that follows Trump ever since the election in term, not, not even since the election since before the election when he during one of the deba- the debates asked Russia to yes. like yes. step in it's like whoa okay you've been marked with that and this is what you're going to do by the way that russian translator is dead mark my oh, words oh i'm sure mark my words that dude is floating in a moscow river right now dead or they flew that person out to like some gulag somewhere yeah he he's, like, he'll never be seen again it's like a thousand b- below absolute zero yeah you know? um i was hoping that joke would get more traction because there's, <laughs> there's no there's nothing below absolute zero, absolute zero so. yeah that's right because yeah. it's absolute yeah yeah so i'm sure the science nerds who listen to our our podcasts are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's impossible. Glavin. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts My, behind the secret meeting? Behind the secret meeting is... Um, Maybe they just had an advanced copy of, of Avengers 4. Who knows? That's true. They just sat down and they were just like, you want to watch Infinity War Part 2? Sooner. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> And then, <laughs> Jesus. And then they watch it while consolidating their power. So I don't think that uh, anything good could have come from that from that secret meeting. Mm. I honestly think that um, Trump was getting pointers on how he should handle uh, certain talking points. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I mean, nothing is more subs- suspicious. Oh. Nothing, nothing is more. This is the most suspicious thing. I can't remember. I can't remember even fucking Richard Nixon, right? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't remember him having like a fucking powwow with like a, a, a tyrant and then having like and for having the world know what he was doing and for him not to invite any reporters or any press or anything other than like translators. 
you know, we're in a really, really odd place Mm -hmm. where the Republicans are starting to turn on Trump and Trump is having a really hard trying to maintain his dance. You know, he came out saying that uh, instead of using the word would, he shouldn't he should have said the word wouldn't have. Mm hmm. Like, that's such a bullshit response. Oh, yeah, completely. And he's having such a tough time trying to, like, keep all the strands together. Like, his lies are starting to turn into, like, a just a never-ending sea of, like, tangles that are just tangling in strings. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, w- at what point will Trump see that the Republicans are no longer on his side? And when push comes to shove, will he consolidate his power and use his all the military generals that he surrounded himself with against Congress, against the Senate, um, and pull like a fucking Emperor Palpatine on everybody? I don't know if he has that kind of. I don't know if the president has that kind of power to just like pick up a phone and say, you know. The mil call the military and say, "Hey, arrest Congress or some shit like that." I think he probably has some generals who really like some of his ideas or where he's leaning toward. But yes, Kelly. I mean, Kelly hates his guts, but I, th- I think that if push came to shove, Kelly knows where. Because the name of the game is money, right? What's the most money that can be made? Mm. And I think Kelly sees would see that possibly see this as a grab for power. Mm-hmm. I think that there there would be too much of the military that would simply not follow that sort of order. The only way I could see it being pulled off is under a, a false flag operation. Um, if Trump has enough people that he's surrounded by either in the military or Congress or something like that. To pull off some sort of catastrophe in this country that looked like like a terrorist attack, then he might be able to pull it off. Jeez, we don't want to give the fucking Russians any ideas, right? I'm sure that they've pulled this shit off themselves. Yeah, like, but... Like, uh, they... They they did that with Crimea and they shot down that plane. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. For so, sure. um... So, it's, it, it, it's not far-fetched that... If Trump, maybe that was what the secret meeting was about. Some kind of false flag operation thing. Now, listen to me. I sound like a fucking crazy person. We're going into (laughs) conspiracy theory land. Hold on, wait. Let me put on my Alex Jones hat. I was just wondering. (laughs) Oh, that piece of shit. Donald Trump. (laughs) In cooperation with the the reptile people. (laughs) Listen to me. (laughs) It's like he's here. Yeah, I know. I have a little duck. <laughs> and I look like a thumb. And I always look like I'm about to have a heart attack. Yeah, he really does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the untimely death of Alex Jones. Um, remember he called, he said that during the 4th of July that there would be a civil war. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the latest one is that within 72 hours, I forget who said some fucking congressman or whatever and within 72 hours from now rachel maddow will lead a um a crowd up to the uh the white house to uh behead trump oh wow which you know i gotta say that would be 
interesting TV. That'd be something. Yeah, it'd be something to watch, commemorate almost. Yeah. I would say I was there when I saw Rachel Maddow. You know, I would say that that would be like the surprise hit of the summer. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. It's like I'd be like Infinity War, fuck Infinity War. <laughs> this is that real shit. You know, imagine she does it just like Thor too. Like he's just walking along and an axe comes out of oh. nowhere. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> You should have aimed for the head. I did. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of body parts. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Oh, oh man. man. For her to, like, somebody needs to paint Rachel Maddow's, like, Rachel Maddow as, like, you know, uh, Jane Foster, uh, Thor. Jane oh. Foster, um, yeah. That would be amazing. Holy shit. That would yeah. be awesome. Oh, yeah, man. If I drew, whew, yeah, I'd be on that. But um, but yeah. There's so a that little Anderson Cooper rocket raccoon on her ah! shoulder. <laughs> if you're an artist out there who's looking for unpaid work, <laughs> feel free to write us here at RVT. We've got plenty of ideas. Oh yes. <laughs> Send all letters uh, for RVT to Radio Free Brooklyn at P.O. Box. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one. Yeah. Oh, man. We've been ranting about this for about 25 minutes. Have we? Yeah. Oh, man. What else? What else happened? Um, uh, you want to talk about uh, the lady with the Puerto Rican uh, shirt? Yes, yes. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, just another day in this in this country where a person who is an American citizen <laughs> gets approached by a racist. Yeah. Talking about go back to your country. Yeah. All the while not realizing that they are in their country. Yeah. If you don't know it, folks, Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States, thus making all of its citizens American citizens. And you, some of you racists like to uh, fall back on, you know, your common talking point. L- listen to me talking like racist listeners to our show. Yeah, I but know, right? in case they do. Um, <laughs> like, can you imagine racists listening to our show? Like, just like <laughs> one of these weeks, they're going to be on our side. <laughs> yeah. I just know it. <laughs> I, I hate them both, but I love the way they address popular culture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Them two spicks are rotting the money when it came to Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Woo. Wow. That'd be something. We can truly say we'd have a very diverse listening I'm audience. Like, like, whoa. Of course. Uh, for one, fuck you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for two, very observant. What a tremendous responsibility that would put on our shoulders. It's like we're literally the only thing that could possibly bring two sides together. Yeah, I know, right? I don't want that kind of pressure. I don't want that kind of pressure. I want it all. I want to bathe in the in the in the attention. You're mad, Martinez. Yes, I am. Mad. <laughs> mad with power. 
I want to. I want to be the progressive. My, I want to be the progressive Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh God, jeez! <laughs> I want to be his. What does uh, that look like? I want to be his negative, his opposite, his negative. I want to like you know, um, face him in the street. Holy shit! And just have a choreographed kung fu fight. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I'm just gonna beat his ass with a baseball. Yeah, bat. I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making any threats. That's not a threat. That's just a good old fantasy. That's a <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about the <laughs> the lady with the 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 poor lady that was uh, harassed by a racist with the Puerto Rican shirt. Yeah. Oh no, she was wearing the Puerto Rican yeah, shirt. Yeah, she was wearing the Puerto Rican shirt and was told to go back to her country. And like I said before. They're all American citizens, and they also do pay taxes. Like the common Puerto Rican citizen doesn't pay like federal income tax on their wages, but the island does pay does pay tax billions of dollars actually to the United States, of which um, a lot of it is misappropriated, of course. And Puerto Rico it has been ha, has been suffering from a debt crisis for decades due to predatory uh, practices between. Um, Wall Street firms and government officials in Puerto Rico, which has which has turned like their whole like government bond system into a joke. Like there, there's the island at its height does not generate enough money to pay back the debt that it owes ever. And there's also been legislation uh, put on the books. One notably in I believe the early '80s by none other than Strom Thurmond. Um, oh my God! That prevents Puerto Rico from declaring any sort of insolvency at any point. Like other states in the United States are given that provision where they can, you know, if they run out of money, if they get into a terrible crisis, they can declare a form of bankruptcy in order to get relief. But somehow that hasn't been afforded to Puerto Rico. It's just like, well, you know, they 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 essentially are hoping for the island to default. So that America can move in and just turn it into a giant resort, and make oh. and, and make all of its citizens into like uh, Walmart employees, you know, oh my God. underpaid and in need of public assistance. Um, just uh, I just want to get this point in really quickly. Um, with uh, now that we're talking a little bit about Latin America, um. And this is this falls again into my uh, crazy speculation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a while back, uh, Trump talked about uh, wanting to invade Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it's because he's fascinated with their rich, with their deep, rich um, uh, Mayan culture. Yeah, of course, because if Donald Trump is anything, he is. Uh culturally sensitive yeah and intrigued no it's it's the oil Ugh, i felt dirty so <laughs> so um so it's i i honestly think that's the next big move really you think he's gonna like I think he's gonna kick invade, up again with venezuela i think he's gonna uh he's gonna and try to invade uh venezuela under the pretense of trying to get uh the country away from maduro right uh, because what do plantains have to do with any of this? <laughs> you know, you should take this more seriously, dude. We're talking about governments here. You're like Maduro. Look, 
they're delicious. Don't get me wrong. You know, <laughs> they are. You have to let them. You yeah. have to let the bananas ripen for until they're almost black. Right. You know, and then so. you know what? <laughs> yeah. No, that's how that's how it works. They, oh, really? First they go yellow, and then they start to brown. Like you got to let them ripen until and that's when you cut them up and then you throw you them into the into the oil yeah into the oil. let them fry up and that's how you get the sweetness mm. the sweetness oh man and the maduro my dad makes me you know what we're getting off topic yes we are um so anyway <laughs> um the, so that's that's where i think where we're headed next is um yeah is under under the pretense of trying to overthrow the president who is a tyrant but we we shouldn't be meddling in foreign affairs, but it's Latin America. We've always meddled with them. Mm. So anyway, back to the story. Um, the big part of the whole lady that got harassed by the racist was that a cop was watching uh, and pretended not to notice anything that she was doing, even though the guy was really threatening and really up in her face and was just like, you know, go back to your country and this and that, you know. Uh, you you people are destroying the United States, and she's like, "Help, police officer, help!" And you just see the cop slowly kind of walk out of frame, you know. Coward. Yeah, but it it's it just speaks to the larger problem within the justice system in in the United States. It's just we're lost, man. We're fucking lost. Uh, we are like as a country right now. I think this country is just—it's not lost. It's just admitting. It's—it's it's admitting to what it is, what it always has been. Um, it's not the only thing that it is, but it's certainly been a big part of it. Like for years, for decades, it's been—it's been unfashionable to be uh, loud and racist like that. It's like America sort of settled into its whole like. Oh, let's just, you know, change the language and stuff like that. But now with the advent of Trumpism and this current atmosphere that we live in. And the the, the Supreme Court about to be turned into uh, a, an arm of the uh, right wing conservatives. It's, it's going to be. They're, they're just they're just being they're just uh, letting out the feelings that have been fermenting under the surface ever since, like, <laughs> the civil rights struggle. It's just like, what? You mean they're this, they have the same rights as we do? Oh, we're gonna get them yeah. one day, you know. In 2018, I can see it, you know. But um, they, uh, this is what they've been holding on to for decades, and this these are make no mistake, these are the death throes of white supremacy. But when an animal is in its death throes, it can cause a lot of damage before it dies. So that's what that's the name of the game right now. We got to mitigate. We got to mitigate this damage until we get to the point where they no longer have the uh the critical mass that they do dude it's gonna reach a critical mass if they overturn roe versus wade yeah it'll split this yeah. company this this company uh, uh you're kind of right yeah, yeah. Mm. uh split this country like a fucking melon it's just gonna like split apart into mm -hmm. pieces um and i honestly don't know what's gonna happen oh and it's scary to think about. It's really scary to think about. And that's another uh, reason why I keep bringing up the subject of, like, um, what happens when it becomes too much. Mm. And will that mean that we're going to go back to, um, 
you know, back alley abortions and, you know, coat hangers and shit like that? Or are we going to like, are we going to take to the streets and march and protest like our lives depend on it? I think states will take very different stances on whatever this uh, Supreme Court ruling uh, would be, let's say, on something like Roe versus Wade. I think that let's say they they should they would overturn that there there first of all this country has no shortage of lawyers um in states like new york and california and other uh progressive places they would find some way to block it so that all of the citizens in that state still have the rights that we are used to and that we deserve however in more conservative states uh some of which still have abhorrent uh, laws on the books. Just a quick side note, I just learned today that North Carolina has a law on its books that if a woman gives consent uh, when she first engages with sexual intercourse with a man and then rescinds it in the middle of said intercourse, the the man cannot be charged with rape if he continues. Oh my God. And this has been on the books for 38 years. Oh my God. It's like, uh, I wish I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. So (laughs) fuck you, North Carolina. Yeah. So that's just an example of how some states think and are open to these ideas of just, just blatantly being like bigoted to gender and race and, and any other thing that's different or other. So with something like Roe versus Wade, those states would jump on it like so hard that we would we will literally start to see women jailed for attempting abortions or even talking about abortions. And that will certainly split the country in half. They will either see the back alley stuff or doctors standing up and doing this anyway with. You know, I mean, I don't think the coat hanger thing will happen. What I think will happen is that a lot of the medical profession will either flee from those states in a, in, in a certain sense or some doctors will st- stand up with like secret practices in order to give safe, like physically safe abortions to these women. But then they would be like hunt- essentially hunted um, and probably killed because we've seen that even though Roe versus Wade has been the law of the land for decades. So that's that's the thing. It, it like with this monumental, um, you know, appointing of a conservative judge to the Supreme Court under very shady pretenses because uh, Justice Kennedy uh, leaving just, uh, when he is leaving, he's leaving under these weird circumstances where it feels like uh, Trump might have paid him off to retire. Wow. Um, I'm on, that, again, that's only speculation, but, I mean, um, uh, a family member of, of Kennedy, of Justice Kennedy, has actually donated millions of dollars to the Trump campaign when it was starting to take off. Wow. So, it's all, it, uh, th- this whole thing is, like, interconnected, and it's, like, this web of deceit to the American people. But if something were to happen with Roe versus Wade... Um, and it starts turning into the fucking handmaid's tale, right? Mm. There's what's what the worst case scenario is that there's going to be sanctuary cities 
that will oppose the ruling of the Supreme Court. And if that happens, what's to stop Trump from calling in the National Guard against these sanctuary cities? Hmm. <sighs> you know, it's it's the fucking age of apocalypse here, man. We're we're living in some. It, it, it's the the. I wouldn't say it's the calm before the storm because nothing has come about this. Um, but we're in that weird like uh, moment before we go over the cliff, you know, where mm. we're all just like, "Holy shit, what's gonna happen?" Right. And with that, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Have we finished scaring off our fucking audience yet? <laughs> um, so. Um, let's lighten the mood. Yeah, a let's. Bit. Yeah. All right. Let's, so. Let's, e let's. Ebola. No, let me stop. Let me oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like about to be like, is there another case? Is there another case? Oh my God, Summer. <laughs> it's been reported that Ebola and AIDS have had a child. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and we call that child... Gary. One of the Kardashians. Oh, okay. <laughs> one of the Kardashians. I don't want to talk about those. Yeah, I don't want to talk about them either. I know Jokes. that Kylie Jenner did something, but like... I'm gonna be a self-made billionaire. Is, is that what is is that what she wants to do? Didn't she start a Patreon to get her? Uh, no, her stupid ass fans are just donating money to her because it's like she's so close to breaking the one billion dollar mark in terms of her uh, personal wealth or whatever. People are dying of poverty. Yeah, and in this in, in this, this country. country. Yeah, absolutely. And people are like, oh, I just want to give her money so she yeah. has because I oh admire my God. her. She deserves all, everything that she wants. I, she deserves so much. It's like, like, totally. You're not, so you can't be self-made if you start out rich. Like, don't get me wrong. If you've taken a certain amount of capital and through wise investment and, you know, strategy have grown it, that is an achievement. But it doesn't make you self-made like just like our fucking uh, trader in chief, like when he burst onto the political scene and he's just like, you know, oh, you know, I I I made my vast fortune with just a, a small loan from my dad. It's like um, a small loan of a million dollars, which turned out to be false. Because he got a, a few small loans of millions of dollars to start off. Exactly. It's like you can't. If you're given millions of dollars, that's not. Oh. That's, yeah. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. Something about the. Oh, Kylie Jenner being a. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, she's not. She's not self-made. And when she crosses that billion dollar mark, it's not. It's not this thing to be well, celebrated. Like, I don't we, 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 we give entirely too much credit to the rich in this country. Yeah, we do. I, I mean, um, there's a movie coming out called Generation Wealth that I'm that I really want to talk at. Uh, blah, blah, I just had a stroke. Um, that I really want to <laughs> check out because um, it's kind of an insight to people who are addicted to wealth 
and um, <laughs> hold on a second. How how is somebody like addicted to wealth? Elaborate they have on affluenza. That. Oh, affluenza. Well, the, you the know. scourge of our great nation. Well, yeah. it's it's like Trump, right? He's addicted to wealth and power so much so that he'll lie and cheat his way in order to try to get more of it. That's true. But um, uh, and and there are people out there that just can't have enough. They just can't. Um, so. Uh, I'm re- I really want to check out that documentary. Uh, it looks painfully relevant. Um, but anyway, we were talking about lightening the mood, and then we just ended up on okay. fucking Kylie Jenner. Ugh. All right. You know, this this century's uh, Marie Antoinette, right? If I if I may, I'd like to revisit uh, one of the old movies that we reviewed on this show. Um, I recently watched Alien Covenant again. Yeah. And I I got to say, I do love most of the Alien movies. I like the atmosphere and the pacing of a lot of, especially like Alien and Aliens, you know, with Sigourney Weaver. However, it's dawned on me, I don't know why it took this long, that those movies are incredibly violent against women. Like, especially... especially Alien and Aliens? Yes, the okay. way the way some some of the women were dispatched on on that show, that show. Listen to me. On it's those, just the it's that kind of dick <laughs> in those movies. Like for example, in the in the first was it the first Alien movie? Yes, yes, it was the first Alien movie. I, I don't remember all the characters' names, but there was one woman who was like cornered in one part of the ship uh, by one of the xenomorphs, and you saw its tail sort of like slowly slither, like between her feet slash legs, and you can tell, you know, those tail that those tails they have are razor sharp, and there was some sort of brutality that was going to happen to her from the genitals up, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's that it's. It, it, I'm just I'm just getting steady. Okay. And then, but that's for, that's an Alien Covenant, right? That happened in Alien Covenant as well. Yes. Oh, in what movie did that also happen? In Was the first it, Alien movie. In the first Alien. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and in the in the second Alien movie, um, Aliens. Aliens. Uh-huh. We see. Um, Ripley? Well, they're... Bishop? (laughs) Not Bishop, no, but... (laughs) Vasquez? No, no, no. Um, I forget her name. She was like... She wasn't even the most remarkable character. She was piloting one of the Oh, she was piloting the Sulaco dropship. Thank you. Thank you very much. And there's a point where she's coming in to rescue them. They've called in the ship. And she's speaking to her, like her co-pilot, who's obviously dead. He was killed off screen. Yeah. And she turns around. She's like, you know, Gary. Yeah. And it's, it's always Gary. It's one of the xenomorphs, and he's like, hey, you know. Yeah, I know. And she's just like, oh shit. And she's like, she reaches really quick to grab her gun, and you just hear, and you could tell, like the little mouth in the xenomorph yeah. uh, face, um, it like punctures her several times, and it's just a shot from like maybe below her elbow and you see that blood blood splatters against the window and like her arm like twitches and it's just like 
when I look at that scene, I'm like, you know, the guys don't get it like that. They get they don't get don't get me wrong. They get it in a Bishop got it like that. Don't get me wrong. They get it in a very graphic way. Right. But there's something there's something about the way they do it to women that indicates like more suffering. It's it's so yeah. it's weird to me. And then in the later movies, I know, I know, maybe maybe We're, you don't quite see it. It's gonna, I I do see it. It's gonna take a while to marinate. But like an alien covenant, like what's like what's her name when the the white xenomorph uh, comes up behind her and like fucks her up later we see her face floating in like a pile of in a, it, it a pool of water a or goo. yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just like fountain. just floating there it's just like nobody else gets it like that and the thing that disturbed me the most that i think i think i'm kind of turned off to the series at this point is what they did to the scientist from prometheus uh, oh what was that character's that's right. name uh i know her of her uh uh, Space Bjork. Shaw. Yeah, Shaw. Yeah, thank you. Space Bjork. <laughs> so, oh my God. What they did to her in Covenant, like the way the fucking android brutalized her, like I, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not down with this anymore. I think, I think Ridley Scott has a problem. I think. Well, you think so? I mean, he's a fucking, he's a renowned douchebag. Um, and I wish we had him here in the studio. To just, to, but I think last time yeah. he showed up, we beat him up pretty bad. Yeah, we did. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, given what happens with, I, and this is not me being an apologist, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the first Alien was a sla- was kind of following in the veins of of slasher movies, right? Yeah. Um, essentially, it was like a haunted house movie with slasher elements set in space yes and you know the 80s were notoriously horrible with um with like women being murdered mm-hmm. i mean you know throw a rock at a 80s slash movie and you'll just be kind of uh it, it's just terrible it was it was it was a cinematic analogy for um for rough sex with women Right. That's right, what right. it was. Of I course. mean, especially when you look at all the Friday the 13th movies. Like, oh, yeah. It's essentially what it was. Or uh, is it rough sex with women or is it just like punishing women for um, for having sex? Both. Yeah. I guess we could say that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so in that, with that respect, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, you know what? I have... There is no defense for this. I don't even know why I'm defending it. Um, um, Everyone was doing it. Everyone does it. It's okay. It's like, no. Hey, listen, don't get me wrong. It's like growing up with all these movies, like, it doesn't doesn't come to the the forward part of my consciousness at the time. I'm just like, oh, man, that movie, everybody got it in that movie. But when you look back with context and where we are now as a society it's just like holy shit man there's some there's some violence against women going on in these films like well i mean like that's that's kind of been around for i mean it, it i mean sure sure i'm not the, saying ridley scott invented right. it <laughs> right, right of course it's like the patriarchy lives you know in in cinema uh-huh so for sure so, like, you never saw any guy get like his dick ripped off in any of the alien movies. 
No, it's funny. You brought that up, and immediately I thought of Hostel 2. Oh, shit, I didn't see that. Do you remember? Oh, you didn't see it. All right, where else? A dude's dick gets ripped off and fed to dogs. Well, I mean... (laughs) In graphic detail. Um... So and and that movie was garbage, despite the fact that it, it was. Uh, besides know, the dick ripping. Besides the dick ripping, <laughs> that that movie is fucking garbage. Um, that director is also like, oh man, I hate that guy, Eli Roth. Anyway, um, we haven't spoken about Ant Man and the Wasp, and I think it's because it's, that movie uh, sucked. It did not suck. <laughs> oh come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. Uh, suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would argue that it sucks. <laughs> hey, you take those extra U's out. <laughs> Look. No, there was more than a U. It was H's in there. <laughs> Look, okay, the movie followed a certain formula that, you know, made the first one fun, and it made the second one fun. I'm not saying that this is like... Any sort of groundbreaking Marvel film. But again, it was a fun movie. And I felt that, you know, the little Marvel Easter eggs that it had in there, especially the post credits, uh, made it worth it. Did it? Don't get high toned with me. Did it? <laughs> ah! no, all right. No, Our I'll, listeners. I'll, 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 my I'm God. Checking the levels. Um, <laughs> I think. All right, what's your problem with it, huh? Uh, it's fucking garbage. Was it the um, black girl? No. All right. Black girl. Sorry, I've had a I've had a day. I, I just oh, okay. <laughs> I just I just see racism everywhere. Okay. I was like, what? Is there a black girl in Ant Man and the Wasp? Ghost. Oh oh my god, jeez. Yeah, that's on me. I guess I guess you don't see color. <laughs> well, she's ghostly. Ah, well, that's true. Uh, uh, honestly, it's that speaks to her character where I don't even remember the actress playing that ca- that that villain sucked. All the villains them that look, I'm sorry, but the movie's fucking garbage. It it's oh my it's God. a low point in it's the Thor Dark World. Oh of, shit! Of this summer. Oh no! Yes, it, it is. It, it's got it a couple of gags. It didn't have Natalie Portman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's got a couple of gags, but mostly it's kind of a rehash. The villains are garbage. The um, at one point they 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 stop using real science and they just like Janet Van Dyne comes back like Michelle Pfeiffer comes back with Jesus hands and cures well, because up until that point we had nothing but hard science throughout this film that, right? you know what yeah it's fucking science fiction science you know, but at least they were particles and stuff like yeah, that yeah but right? at least they were they were explaining stuff with some science Sciencey concepts, um, you know the the quantum realm, uh, and the the fact that uh, like the density uh, that um, 
Scott Lang would change into when he'd get big mm-hmm. and then when he'd like get really small like he can punch like a bullet like because he's ultra dense and when he gets really big he can barely breathe because it's like it takes a lot of exertion um like all that stuff was really cool also I really wanted to see Goliath they set up Lawrence Fishburne yeah. Uh, as as like this character, and I was like, oh my god, we're gonna see a big Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> not to be. So well, we did kind of see a big Lawrence Fishburne. Um, oh jeez. Sorry, man. That dude. <laughs> after Reloaded, they started paying him in cheeseburgers. Oh man, come on, you're gonna body shame that dude. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Direct all your letters to uh, Ernesto Mancibo. Nobody cares. P.O. Box. Nobody cares about body shaming men. Let's. We're not there. That. <laughs> that's true. We're just not there, and we shouldn't be there. But I'm just saying that's where we're not there. Anyway, eh, we're kind of there. Eh, maybe yes and yes and no. Anyway, not the point. The point was movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what you really enjoyed about the film. And I will... The drum playing ant. Oh, the drum playing ant that we saw in the trailer and that they used as a as the final stinger. Yeah. That was bullshit. <laughs> that was... When, when they used that drum playing ant at the, at the, as the final shot, I was like, this is bullshit, man. See, we wasted all our time talking about fucking Ant-Man and how much that movie sucked. That, um, or how fun it was. Uh Look, I'll give you this much. The Wasp character loved, yes. loved her. She kicks so much she kicked ass. ass. Um, but the movie was mediocre. Anyway, um, uh, we wasted so much time with that that I really wanted to talk about the Neil Blomkamp uh, dream movie. Oh, of yes. Robocop. Um, anybody who really know, like, dear listeners, I am fucking obsessed with robocop <laughs> oh my god do i have a hard on for this hard robot cop right. um okay <laughs> pull it back buddy no i will not <laughs> i will not <laughs> oh hi ernesto all right we gotta wrap it up um so uh, I guess we'll discuss RoboCop on the next episode of Robots vs. Taxes. But from uh, all of us here, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a nice day. And fuck Jeff Bezos. Yes. Song of the week. <laughs> Nobody likes you, nobody cares Nobody wants you, nobody cares To extend a greeting, a connecting lands Life is just a jaded game to them They will give it a chance But you know when I know That the galaxies are
Thank you. 